you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. We are presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live in New York City. It's Thursday, January 19th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. That's Peter Schrager. Kyle Brandt yeah. is back. And then Sean O'Hara is here, but he's not over there. And like, man, are you just going to ping pong around the table this yeah, week? Yeah, I'm bouncing around. I don't know if you guys are hearing this music right uh, now. Yeah, oh. The energy right now <laughs> that's around the air. What is that? There it is. This is great. This is great that you're here because we're about to drop a master class on the Giants. Time for lead block. Time for lead block. The Giants are getting ready for a road trip down 95 after defeating the Vikings 31-24 in Minneapolis on Wild Card Weekend. Now they got to go to Philadelphia. That win was thanks to a strong performance by Daniel Jones. Yesterday, Saquon Barkley was asked what difference he sees in his quarterback from when they first played together till now. The biggest difference is that you grow, you know, you mature. We have experience. Uh, I know we don't have playoff experience, but, you know, we've been through a lot. Uh, not only myself, but DJ, Skatey. There's so many guys in the locker room. So you just grow with each other. I would say that's the biggest thing from day one to now. The leadership, the determination to play on the field, obviously all that. But I would say the biggest difference is that you just go through a lot. And you can see that. He's calm. He's, he's poised. Um, you know, when he's pulling, he's decisive. He's doing everything that we need for him, man. It's great to see Saquon Barkley in the playoffs, eh? Damn right it per is. Kyle Brandt. It's really cool. So we're going to do an experiment today. Because yesterday, Sean, you brought up Daniel Jones mm. and the Eli Manning comparison. And it kind of got us thinking as a show how this Giants team this season has a 2007 feel to it. Mm. So we were kicking around topics to kick off the show with yesterday, and we just decided to kind of walk down memory lane and find some of the – and I would like to just say, like, I want to sit and listen. And I think anyone who's a football fan should do that. This isn't like we think the Giants are going to win it. No, this is just learn. This is, like, great history for a great team and a really fun franchise. So, Peter, please kick it off. Well, I think there's a great preface. So, like, I saw Craig Germain, who's one of our producers on the show, an executive at the NFL Network, and I saw him forehand, and he – you know, from the New York area, and he goes, it feels like there's something in in the water. Right, I'm like, yeah, it is. And a lot of Giants fans, like, this is the first time in years that Giants fans are looking at it like, I kind of, wait a second, walking with a little pep in the step and a little bit more pride. Like, we are the team. Like, for once, it's us. It's not us as the ups. Like, we are the team that everyone's talking about. And it brings me back to that 07 year, and it starts with Eli. Look, Eli now can do any endorsement he wants. He's on Monday Night Football with his brother, and he smiles, and he can walk in any building, and he's Derek Jeter, or he's mm. Mickey Mantle. Or anything. It wasn't always that way for Eli. Those first few years, Eli got it worse in the New York Post than anyone ever has, and there was a lot of criticism that he didn't live up to the billing. I remember in that 07 season, they played the Minnesota Vikings Thanksgiving weekend. You were on the team. Four interceptions, got yeah. sacked three times and lost 41 to 7 to Travaris Jackson, the late Travaris Jackson and the Vikings in Giant Stadium. Mm-hmm. And it was like, get just we're done. Then they go on this run. So Eli and Daniel Jones have that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's the team factor. And the run that that team went on. 
How about this? You want to do one? You guys were a six seed. Yeah. You go to Tampa and play a division winner that not everyone really had bought in on, the Bucks that year. Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia at quarterback. The Bucks, the end of the Gruden era. And the Giants come in and they beat the Buccaneers in Tampa, okay? Think about that Vikings team they just beat. They went into Minnesota, a team that not everyone was bought in on, but right. they did win their division. Is he working? All right, so you're, <laughs> starting, Cram. you're starting to buy it. You're starting to buy in a little bit. Ernest Cram, Florida legend. Um, Randy Jacobs. Yeah. The next week, they go and they play the number one seed Dallas Cowboys Ooh. in Dallas, a place that had been a house of horrors for you Giants. And right before the half, Eli scores a touchdown pass, and the Giants have a little momentum. Tuma. And then this is the They whole, swept us that during the They did. Year. They swept you that year. Just, just like Philly. Just Eagles like Philly. swept the Giants this year. House of horrors for the Giants, Dallas. This is the whole Tony Romo, T.O., and T.O. crying. He's my quarterback. We lost as a team. This is the Cabo week. This is all that. Yoko Romo in the crowd. Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson. All due respect. Look, the Eagles. One seed. There. Okay. Can I get past the Eagles? Eagles. Let's say the Giants get past the Eagles. Yeah. And they go on the road to an unfriendly environment. This will be either Dallas or San Francisco. Giants have been clobbered by the Cowboys twice this season. San Francisco is a juggernaut. No way they would win those games. They went into Lambeau. Eli Manning going into Lambeau and beating Brett Favre and the, and the Packers, yeah. who were heavily favored in this game in frigid temperatures. Guys, this run is getting weird if okay. they start rattling off wins. And guess where the Super Bowl was played? Was it in the state of Arizona? Glendale, hey. Arizona! Let's go to Glendale, Arizona, <laughs> where the Giants would play the heavily favored Patriots. And you better believe it, whether it's the Chiefs, or it's the Bengals, or it's the Bills, or it's the, the Giants are going to be big underdogs in Arizona all week, and they're going to bring their lunch yeah. pails, and they're just going to try to keep going. What network was that game on? It was on Fox. What broadcast network has the Super Bowl this year? It's on Fox. Fox. See you at the Super Bowl parade, guys. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Peter. Peter. I love it. I love that you're all in. I love the trip down memory lane. I, I, I think I'm okay with a movie that has the exact same ending as a sequel. Like, I'm okay with that. I don't mm. need M. Night Shyamalan to come in and ruin the ending for the Giants right here. As you're bringing up all those games and I'm, we're kind of reliving that season, for some of you people that may be watching the show, you, you maybe weren't old enough to remember all that stuff, but I, I take people back all the time, and I've been kind of saying it all week. You know, you mentioned the Daniel Jones, Eli, jo Eli Manning comparison. Look, people didn't, Giants fans didn't fall in love with Eli, really, until his fourth year. Mm. This is Daniel Jones' fourth oh, okay. year. All right, P Giants fans have been dumpster diving because <laughs> after last year, the Daniel Jones jerseys were uh, uh, were in the garbage. Hey, they didn't, right? they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Right. right. It's not just the fans. And it's not, right. yeah, it's not just them, but, it, it, you know, the, mm -hmm. when they saw the last two years, what had transpired. They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have. <laughs> right. Eli okay. had gone to the playoffs two years before that, and still at 0-2, you usually have the New York Post sitting right here on yep. the table. The back page of the New York Post – the start of week three, after we lost to Green Bay Packers to go into, said, Eli's a bust. Tom must go. Mm. So that was the, the mindset right there. Then we go on the run. Now, the parallels to that team, right? You, you brought up the, the postseason run. How about that year we played in the very first London game the Giants did? We beat the Miami This Bulls. is crazy. The Giants played in <laughs> London and beat Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So there's that whole thing. All right, the, the road to the road warriors. We went on the road, the road to redemption in the playoffs. We had to beat Dallas, who beat us early in the season. Green Bay, just like you point out, this is the same kind of setup. So I look at this team and I see a lot of similarities. I see an offense that is very physical up front. I see a defense that's starting to look a little bit like that Giants defense from 2007. We're getting after the quarterback. We've got some pass rushers. It's, you know, it was Tuck, it was OC, it was Strahan, but they had some trash talk to them, all right? 
The Giants have a defense now, and they've got a trash talker. The only difference is he's on the interior mm. of, the, of the defensive line. Let's listen to the trash talking Dexter okay. Lawrence. Now Pilates be getting me right, Leonard. That Pilates be getting me right. Yeah. Yeah, inflexible. Five, six, you gonna take me out? You give me more hugs than my girlfriend give me. Come on, man. I know it's hard. You signed up for this. <laughs> <laughs> you signed up for this. That's right. Uh, imagine walking into your Pilates studio and that man is sitting next to you. <laughs> oh, it. my God. And you're just saying, oh. Rack kills. This guy, I hope he doesn't he fall He is the Pilates me. studio. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. This Giants defense, all of a sudden, the pass rush has come alive. Look, Kayvon Thibodeau has had an unbelievable surge in the last month of the season. Uh, they're get, they got Ojalari back. Leonard Williams is going to play in this game. He did not play in the Week 14 game against Philly. And Dexter Lawrence has been unblockable. You just saw what he did to the Vikings offensive lineman. He took Ezra Cleveland and basically threw him all the way back into Cleveland from Minnesota. Uh, he set a record for pressures on a quarterback in, in, in a playoff game by an interior defensive lineman. So this Giants defense is starting to look a little bit like that team as well. Don't mm. take the pit out of this. No, hold on. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Come on. Peter, I, I couldn't if I tried. Ten minutes we've just said this Giants and they won a wild card game over the Vikings. You Can you imagine if they if they beat Philadelphia of all teams, it's an amazing. Here, here's what the most impressive thing: the similarities are there. It's the difference. The biggest difference here is Tom Coughlin, Brian Dable. Massive difference in the sense that Coughlin has been through it all at this point. He's been in college. He's been pro. He's been in the playoff. Dable has taken this thing and turned it all the way around. If the Giants somehow get to the Super Bowl, I think it is the greatest single-season turnaround by a head coach ever, and it's especially impressive because this is not only a first-year head coach. This is a first-time head coach. How many first-time, never been a head coach before, first-year head coaches have ever gone to the Super Bowl? I have the list. This is the guys. Again, they've never been a head coach in the league. They've never been. Give me the list. Let me take you through this. Take some time with this. I don't want to undermine what these gentlemen have done, but Jim called up at the top. Took over Tony Dungy's team. They had Peyton Manning. They were 12 and 4 the year before. Bill Callahan took over John Gruden's team. We're 10 and 6 the year before. Lost in the Tuck Rule game. George Seifert took over Bill Walsh's team. Won the Super Bowl the year before. Red Miller, that team was 9-5 before he got on. And Don McCafferty took over for Don Shula. We're also a winning team the year before. So what I'm saying is, Dable, we're looking at guys where Caldwell took over for Dungy, for Gruden. Brian Dable took over for Joe Judge in a 4-13 team last year. This was no, well, we just couldn't get over the hump, hand it over to you and to a few. This was fallout. This was disaster. This was a team that if you said, guys, honestly, would you take 7-10 and 10 this year? It's on the table. Yes! We'll take 7 and We'll take 6-11. and 11. We'd love it. That guy right there. He's never done this. He's never been here. This is not Tom Coughlin early in his career. I did crazy things with the Jaguars. I did crazy things in college. I know what the hell I'm doing. Dable's like, yeah, I kind of ran the show in Buffalo for a while, and I've been around, but I've never done this. I think it's the biggest single-season turnaround you could ever see, ever, in one year for a first-year head coach. That's the difference. They don't have the savvy old wizard. They got a phenom, and I think that's the most impressive part. Does Dable lean into this, or does he, because it's everywhere. The the 2000, the, the every day that clicks by, it's let's look back, let's make connections let's to this 2017 you think he acknowledges it or you think he puts it away? I think he made reference it at some point, but I think he also acknowledges it. They're doing things a little bit different. Yeah. And I was with Bob Papa last night doing a, a little radio show to kind of promote the, the Giants run and all that. And he was shared with everybody a little story about, like, Brian Dable talked to the team the last time they played the Cowboys, and it was that Monday night game earlier this season. And he said, look, guys, we're not going to win any beauty pageants. We know who we are, but we're going to take these Cowboys into the deep water and find out if they could swim. Mm. And 
I think he's real with them. I don't think he sugarcoats anything. I don't think he tries to glo- you know put any glossy uh, chapstick on anything. And I think one of the things that's been really cool is like you might up Tom Coughlin and. Coach Coughlin was big on T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Right? He, he had was? T-shirts for everything. Oh, man, and every week guy. we had a new T-shirt in the locker room with a saying, talk is cheap, mm. play the game. In 2007, our moniker was the Road Warriors. We went on the road, and we won 11 straight. It's on the side of the Super Bowl ring. And in 2011, they went all in. Just uh, taking a little page out of uh, Frankie Sinatra, right? It was he, he did my way. This is their slogan right here, our way. And to your point, this, is, this has been the Giants' rallying cry since they made it into the playoffs. They're doing it their way. It's a little bit different. I think there are some parallels there, but this is a totally different team. And they're doing it with a different style quarterback. Think about this. Daniel Jones just set the franchise record for rushing yards in a season mm-hmm. by a quarterback. He ran the, the ball 17 times last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unbelievable. More than Charlie Connerly. I mean, mm-hmm. this, is, this is their way. Charlie well, if the Giants get it their way this weekend, they're going to be heading up the highway pretty happy after wow. a win in Philadelphia. That's right. We will have no to tolls. wait and see in that game. Exactly. Well, you could if you wanted to. By the way, Eagles fans, if you're vomiting, we'll get to your team, too. Don't yes, we will. All right. Um, in the heyday. Tom Palacero, no vomiting here. Let's stay in the <laughs> NFC East and talk Cowboys. Please update us on the kicker situation in Dallas. So, Jamie, the Cowboys say they are sticking with Brett Maher after Monday night's extra point debacle, but they are adding some insurance. The team on Wednesday signed Tristan Vizcaino to the practice squad. Vizcaino previously spent time in the 2020 offseason with Dallas. Kicked for four teams over three NFL seasons, including the Cardinals and Patriots. This year, he was two for two on field goals and three for three on extra points. Maher, of course, missed four consecutive extra points on Monday night against the Bucks. Five if you go back to week 18 before making his final kick against Tampa. Coach Mike McCarthy has said we're going to forge ahead, but if Maher struggles in practice this week, you potentially could see Tristan Viscaino on a big stage Sunday against the 49ers. Jamie? Oh, that'll be one to watch as we inch closer to the weekend, Tom. We appreciate you. Kyle is shaking his head in disbelief as to yeah. this is the conversation we are leading with with the Cowboys this weekend. Here we are, Kyle Brandt. Here no, we I are. don't disbelieve we're talking about I think we I should be talking here. about no, I, I, I'm disbelief that Mark could take the field for the Cowboys this week. I, I, I don't see it. See I'm out here. I'm Will Selvo. And we have a major announcement when it comes to the 2023 schedule in the international games. And to help us bring you the details, an England football legend who also is a star of the Tottenham Hotspurs. Take it away. Hey everyone, Harry Kane here. I'm here at the home of Spurs and the location for two of the 2023 London games. Lucky for you, I'm here to announce the designated teams for next season. So without further delay, let's get into it. To play at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, the one you can see behind me, get loud for that Bills Mafia. I can't wait to hear the noise, it's the Buffalo Bills. And the second team, and bringing King Henry, is the Tennessee Titans. And finally, to play at my other home, the home of England football, the returning Jacksonville Jaguars. What an epic slate of games. I can't wait. Remember to register your interest at NFL.com. See you there. Oh, yeah. Harry, thank you so much. To recap, the Bills and Titans will both be playing at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The Jaguars will return to their home away from home, Wembley Stadium, as part of their multi-year commitment to playing in the UK. There will also be two games in Germany in 2023, one involving the Chiefs, the other, the Patriots. 
the location of those two games and details of all these games, including their opponents and dates of the games, will be confirmed when the full 2023 schedule is released. So some exciting news. Three games in London, two in Munich. So get those passports renewed, my friends. That's an incredible announcement. Five games again next year. The NFL's uh, commitment to grow the game overseas is awesome. Sean, you, you played in these games. Your thoughts, yeah. like when you see that list and also the fact that now we're like two countries. Fantastic. Yeah, I'll bring it back. We mentioned it earlier in the show. 2007, the very first London international game, Giants versus Miami Dolphins. And I remember when they told us, hey, look, we're going to play in London. Everybody was like, what? We're going to London? How? The passport was the biggest thing. Like we immediately mm -hmm. all got emails and mail. You have to make sure your passport is set. Um, that was the biggest part of it but I remember the experience and none of us knew what to expect and never done it before but it was a really cool team experience it was a team bonding experience it was the travel the time that you spend together on a bus it's almost like playing in a Super Bowl you got two teams playing in a neutral site tons of you know, hype leading up to it no matter when the game was. Uh, for us, it came in the middle part of the season. So it, it was an exciting time. And I remember Roger Goodell coming to me after that season. That was his first year as commissioner. And he said, hey, I think we're going to do this again. Like, you you know, wh what should we do? And yeah. I gave him some advice. He listened to none of it. Oh, yeah. um, but I, I think when you look at this game and what it means now overseas, when we first went out there, I, I don't think they really understood what was going mm -hmm. on. They cheered the entire time. Like the fans, there was no like up Fine. and down. They just yelled the whole time, sure. which was really cool. But now I was at the Giants game in London in London at Tottenham against the Packers. It's unbelievable the fanship that we have out there. Mm -hmm. the I mean, every single jersey from all 32 teams is out there supporting it. And that stadium, if you have a chance to go to Tottenham, one of the coolest stadiums I've ever been mm -hmm. It was unbelievable. It mm -hmm. was loud. It was electric. It was clean. I mean, if you dropped a pretzel on the ground, Kyle, you would have eaten it. Sure. That's how clean that stadium <laughs> no was. No problem. Awesome. I was very impressed with Tottenham. It's incredible. Bills, Titans, and Jags heading to London throughout the season. And then Chiefs, Patriots headed to a city and a stadium to be determined. So... It's fantastic. The AFC taking over the UK. Those are your 2023 international games. How about Germany? They get Tom Brady last year. They get Mahomes, mm -hmm. and then they get the Patriots logo this yeah, year. They got Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Great. Rodgers. Great. It's a classic. Pretty good. Classic. Everybody, all those players, just remember to get your passport. TV personalities as well. Coming up, classic NFC East rivalry on Saturday night in Philly. Stay with us. We're going to get you fired up for Saturday night. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you All right, it's playoff season. This is the best week before the best games of the entire year. And before we get into those games, it's time to talk about trust, okay? We have eight teams remaining. How much do we trust those teams to show up this weekend and really deliver an entertaining product and a great game and represent their cities and their teams? We're going to break out the trust scales. Mm. Now, what does that mean? Our own personal scales of trust. You set the parameters. On the low end, it's something you don't trust at all in life. On the high end, you would stake your very life on that thing you trusted so much. Now, we've done these in the past. I'm trying to remember. Peter, you once had your one. It was like 
how much do you like fruit from a bodega yeah. or something? I can't trust. And then your ten at one point was Mike Francesa, yeah, I believe, yeah, right? And why always, was that? He's always on it. He's always, always on. Mike's on. Back after this. Yeah. Uh, so Peter, what I want you to do is I want you to say something you don't trust, something you completely trust, and then pick a playoff team and land them between one and ten on your you scale. Know, Nate Burleson was on our show last week talking about his greatest fear was skydiving, yeah. and he was scared of heights and how scared he was. My greatest fear and something I don't trust are those crazy robot videos that are coming out oh, every two no. months now, <gasps> yeah. where they're doing human things and they're doing them far better than us. And I, I don't mean to go dark here. Those videos freak me out. Everyone says, look how cool this robot is that just fed a dog and cleaned the kitchen. And I'm like, that robot's taking your job, pal. And it's happening soon. That robot is going to turn against us someday, pal. Again, don't mean to go dark. Those robots are coming. I've seen enough sci-fi. Peter, what are they we always doing? Say they become self-aware. Self-aware? Like, yes. this robot can have a full conversation with yes. your wife and maybe go out on a date with her. And then yeah, at some point... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, robot, stop it! Yes. Something I trust. You put Dick Wolf's face on a show? <laughs> I'm in. Who's Dick Wolf? Dick Wolf is the creator of the Law & Order franchise. <laughs> Law & Order. One of the greatest shows ever created. Law & Order Special Victims Unit. Talk about it. Of course, one of the greatest shows ever created. Law & Order Criminal Intent. Law & Order Trial by Jury. Law & Order UK. Law & Order Los Angeles. And where do the Philadelphia Eagles lie on some the... some point, he's going to do Law & Order Special Robots Unit, Peter, and it's all <laughs> oh, going to happen. No. It's all going to come together. Law & Order Mount Laurel. <laughs> all right. One to ten. Bill Henschel, I hear you. We'll get to it. Gosh, Number six. Seven on the trust scale is the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm at a seven. I've never seen Sirianni coach in a playoff game. I've never seen Hurts play a quarterback. Still in a game. seven. And the last few weeks, the Eagles don't look they, like they did in early December, so they're not a ten. I trust them as a seven right now. Dick Wolf, you get them more than the robots. Mm -hmm. yes. Jamie, what do you not trust, and what do you totally trust? Okay, we all have kids at the table. Yeah. I don't. I don't trust setting a goal time for which your child needs to fall asleep by. Talk about Don't it. Don't trust it. Talk about it, My Jamie. goal is, my goal is this. Like, oh, so my three-and-a-half-year-old didn't nap today. Great. She'll fall asleep by 7.30. This will be perfect. I'll have so much time to be creative about my mixed bag trivia answers and quippy mm -hmm. thoughts about my trust scale. Nope. All of a sudden, it's 9.30, and I don't know what happened to my night, and I'm just frustrated, and there's string keys and granola bars, and, like, why are there Cheerios in her bed? I don't trust it. Um, the thing I do trust implicitly is that person, you're at a wedding, right? You're in a social event. You're at a wedding. And you're not, like, directly involved in the wedding, so you're just a true guest and you find that person that will go and have a drink with you before the ceremony. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking like, oh, nice to meet you. How's cocktail hour? No, no, no. You meet Four this person in the lobby. You're checking in. Are you here for this wedding? Great. Hey, you want to go get a yeah. glass champagne before the... Yes, I do. Yeah, you are my kind of people. I'm that person. <laughs> if you're ever at a, a wedding with me, I will always get the cocktail with you before the ceremony. I think it's key because then you enter cocktail hour and you have this friend already made. 49ers are also a seven for me. Like a mm. positive seven though. I see, you said they, the Eagles were playing a certain way and then you scaled them back. Mm -hmm. I think the 49ers have been building. I think they were some near, somewhere near uh, toddler bedtime, you know, okay. when their quarterbacks were repeatedly getting injured and they have grown. Brock Purdy has built them into a seven for me. I trust the 49ers because I would like to have a cocktail with somebody before the 49ers game. Mm -hmm. So that's why they're near a 10 mm -hmm. for me on the trust scale. I think Brock Purdy is unbelievable. I think you know, the longevity of his story and his career and his legacy, blah, 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 blah. It's this season. It's this team. For some reason, this works. Kyle Shanahan is a wizard. And this defense is unbelievable. Can't. That's like the third line item is the defense at this point. Christian McCaffrey, I'm like... Don't even get Peter started on the fact that he's not a Pro Bowl. Mm. How is he not a Pro Bowl? How is he not a Pro Bowl? Jamie, why, why only a seven? Yeah. Why, why not, a, why not a nine? What was your thinking there? 
Seven's sort of sort of low for them. Because they're playing the Cowboys. Okay, go on. That, that took me down a notch. You like the Cowboys right now. It's fine. I, it's the logos. The yeah. logos have me shook. Okay, the I understand. classic <laughs> NFC logos. Sure. There's something about the way the Cowboys played last weekend yeah, and kind amazing. of like this spite mentality they might have coming into like, look at what you guys did to us all season long. You kicked us around and now we beat up on Tom Brady last weekend. You still don't think that's enough? Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? We can go to the San Francisco. Nice. We might be able to take care of business. Took it down a notch. I might be wrong here. Going historical, this Cowboys team going into, it might be the first time, and I got to check with the stat oh, guys. Right. Cowboys going into San Francisco for a playoff maybe the first time since the 94 NFC Championship. Is that right? Might be. Well, that's one of the greatest games ever played. It sure was. Listen, the Cowboys are 13-5, and five, guys. They, like, that's, they, they are they for real, and they just kick the crap out of them. Maybe you're right on the seven for the Niners. Quick question. Are oh. you the person that gets the drink before a wedding? Oh, yeah. Are you? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm like early, like 1 o'clock, let's yes. start. Yeah. Always, yeah. okay. Absolutely, I don't this even need a friend. This is why this table works. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm, I'm not scared work. to hit the okay. mini bar in the we, room we, that's by great. myself. We trust each other implicitly at this table. We yeah. also, none of us trust toddler bedtime. It's a universally no, 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 applicable no. trust scale. We were all in Munich last season. We are not sure where those, that those games will be played next season. To help us unpack all the big details surrounding this announcement, we welcome in. What are we Thank watching right now? Like a guy, hold on. We got to talk about this big man. Right? You know it. Hey. The first German-born player to score a touchdown in the NFL. What is happening? How are you? <laughs> Uh, I'm doing well. I'm very happy to be back. Great. I'm very happy you brought your international correspondent back for this great topic. Super exciting to have this year now two games in Germany after a very yes. successful time last year. Right. Okay, so let's let's break it down a little bit. So Chiefs Patriots, they're going to head there. They're going to Germany. What do you think about this? The names, the players, the coaches. When you yeah. look at this list, what stands out to you? I mean, we saw last year, right? The NFL brought their biggest star in Tom Brady. Now yeah. this year we have maybe the newest up-and-coming star or even current star, you know, with Patrick Mahomes over there and the, the most successful football franchise or even sports franchise over the last 20 years. Most iconic coach in our league. I mean, unbelievable what the NFL is also showing to mm -hmm. bring those kind of teams over to Germany. Both teams also have international home marketing rights in Germany, so mm. they're very ingrained in the fan base over there. Their direct flights from Boston to Munich or to Frankfurt, so that's all very that's exciting. Cool. Oh, yeah. um, there's just shows the energy that the German fans are bringing, and I think now two games over there just shows that we we kind of earned it. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome, Margaret. You know, so you were on our show, Good Morning Football, sitting as one of the hosts. I wasn't there the first couple of days. You were there. You did an amazing job. German-born. You live here in New York City. We got to go experience the game and the atmosphere and the whole week out there. I think we were all blown away collectively. You as a German-born player, were, were you surprised with the amazing response from the German fans and just how successful the entire endeavor was last year? I mean, I think no matter how amazing you thought it could have been, it it surpassed all these expectations. I mean, being in that stadium, it was probably, other than being on the field, actually, it was my favorite sports experience I've ever been a part of. Mm. Hell yeah. I mean, they even showed at the last owner's meeting, they showed a clip from the country roads in the stadium. Yeah. And now, in Tampa, now they're making this part of, like, after the post-game. Oh, really? Um, so everything that has happened over there and how exciting German fans were. I know we had a quick segment where we talked to the, the people in the stadium after the game just to delay people exiting the game because we want to not rush everybody rushed to the subway stations and then taxis actually nobody left the stadium no so no everybody wanted to hold on to that feeling on that first germany game and now having more fans the opportunity to actually see a live nfl game in germany i mean it's it's really fantastic i'm curious you know you mentioned the fact that you have Mahomes coming out there right the patriots are coming out there when you look at the at the fan base out there you guys were out there and the seahawks i think were seahawks out in, in full yep. foot Describe that scene when when you're walking around the city and 
the fans are out there and you're seeing all these different jerseys. And um, do you see a lot of D lineman jerseys? Can we see a, lot, mm-hmm. a few more of the other guys out there? We know Mahomes is playing in this, but what, what, what's that like as a, when you walk around the city to see that kind of scene? I mean, obviously, the biggest stars are right now in the forefront of the league, right? You see most of those jerseys around. But when the NFL Europe left in 2007, there was such a vacuum in Germany mm-hmm. and people were so hungry for NFL football over there. And now it took such a long time. We had games in the UK since then 2007 where a lot of German fans had to travel to London just to see some live football. And now we're, we're finally there. We're there every year. And of course, everybody talks about these big games, but the NFL and also the teams involved over in Germany do such a phenomenal job of having year-round activations, of really embracing the flag football tournament. We were over 120 schools all across Germany where we're teaching young boys and girls flag football, where we had a tournament. Actually, I'm going with the with the winning school now to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas where they're playing in the international flag football cool. tournament. So there's so many things are happening, and I think all that is just showing where the sport is growing. And now maybe you only see the superstars jerseys, but I think over time, this is a long-term play. And over time, you'll see maybe even more Marcus Kuhn jerseys. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Was it 78 on the Giants? Is that yes. what it was? Yeah. 78, I love it. They probably never thought I would make the squad. That's what they gave me an offensive line number. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I remember when we were together in Germany, before Seahawks Bucks, we were all saying, oh, we don't speak German, we don't speak German. And you were like, yes, you do. Just say Kindergarten, German. Yeah. I mean, Autobahn. 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 Kindergarten. Can you, just, can you just do it for us, Marcus? You know what I mean? Can you just speak some German? Say, say whatever you want. Just go for a while in German. I freue mich erstmal wieder unglaublich hier zu sein bei euch. Ja, es ist einfach schön, euch alle vier zu sehen. Sean, ich kenne dich noch von den Giants-Zeiten. Ja, Jamie, hübsch wie immer. Ihr zwei seid auch okay. Also, es ist wirklich ein, ein Fest, wieder bei euch zu sein. That's legit right there. That was can, awesome. Can we, let's just review like some of the facts here, what we learned when we were in Germany. Was that millions of people trying to get tickets to the game. Three million. Three million people. 78,000 people got into the stadium. 69,711. 69,711. Okay, there you go. You had the number exactly. It was Stats. unbelievable. <laughs> and yeah, the, the coverage was unbelievable. But that was, that was then. Let's talk now. Let's talk the Giants. Big game Saturday night in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. What's the key, huh? You have to do it in English. What's the key? Okay, oh, <laughs> I'll have to switch, switch my, uh, my brain around again. I mean, I, first of all, I'm very, very excited for the Giants. After such a long drought, oh, yeah. I'm happy they didn't take any boat pictures this time. Yeah. So oh. I think that, that helped them. Good. That, maybe, <laughs> that maybe helped them with the, in the last game. But playing against the Eagles and now for the third time and winning against the same team in the league three times in a row, it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, going down there to Philadelphia is always a very tough place to play at. But... Maybe it's wishful thinking. I have a kind of a good feeling about about the Giants beating the Eagles actually on uh-huh. Saturday. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, How's it look? Saquon goes crazy or something like that, or Daniel Jones does it again? I mean, Saquon is such a good leader. We saw him like on the sidelines, yeah. keeping everybody engaged and keeping yeah. everybody literally on point. Like, okay, one more drive, one more quarter, and he's such a phenomenal leader. Like before last year, I was actually working for the Giants again for two years. I know everybody in this building extremely well, yeah. so I'm very happy for all of them. Like, there's so many good people in this office in an entire building, so they, I feel like they deserve to yeah. be the Giants that cool. we all want them to be. Yeah. Um, and I see them actually getting themselves together. I don't know if it's quite the 2007 or 2011 Giants mm-hmm. again, but with this kind of roster, with a first-year head coach, what they've accomplished so far, it's, I mean, it's huge. Yeah, I'm supposed to ask you something about the Eagles, whatever. Eagles-Giants rivalry. Take us to the Bundesliga. What is the equivalent right there? Mm. 
That's a good one. Um, I mean, you maybe have like Bayern Dortmund, okay. you know? Mm -hmm. That's kind of... Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah, that's kind of one. I mean, then there's some local rivalries from like smaller league teams. I mean, you have like Frankfurt and Offenbach. I've been oh. to a game there before. Oh, it was the craziest hooligan game I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh, that's you have like people ripping out the stands game. and throwing... I mean, this is completely... Hooligan. Hooligan game. Yeah. That's, what we're gonna, that's what we're going to call yeah. this rivalry. Yeah. That's the better. We are very more family-friendly atmosphere. That's what we're trying to In family-friendly hooligan game. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're the man. It's awesome to see you. We'll see you again hopefully this offseason. Come fill in for one of these chairs yeah. for a week or something. We'll have you in. But then also we hope you see you in Germany next year. All right? Yes, I hope so too. Which Thank you so much. That's our plea awesome. for our show hey, to go danke. back over there. Hey, danke. Bitte sehr. Bitte sehr. Bitte sehr. Awesome. See you with the link. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Guys, your cuppeth has been fillest mm -hmm. with Giants talking. Mm -hmm. yep. But there are a few other teams to talk about. For example, it's the Bills. We're going to talk about the Bills. Bills wide receiver Gabe Davis, a big part of Buffalo's wild card win over Miami. He had six catches, good for 113 yards, and put it in the tally column, a toe drag swag touchdown. Yesterday, he was asked what motivated him to put extra jugs work in after practice to get the job done. Vaughn had put on the put the Super Bowl trophy over in the locker room and put uh, you said you'd do anything for it so kind of reminded me of uh, what we need to do to get there and I'm gonna try my best to show the guys they can trust me and do the extra work and you know my mom also wrote me a letter and reminded me too where I came from uh, how blessed I am to be in the position I'm in and remember why I'm doing what I'm doing and also uh, just remember where it all came from. That's pretty cool. Von Miller was injured in December yet his veteran presence and Super Bowl winning status still. Uh, ever present in that locker room. Uh, Gabe Davis's quarterback, though, Josh Allen, for a few years now, he's been considered an elite quarterback, if not the best in the AFC. But he hasn't been able to get over that hump just yet because he's got to make it to the big game. Mm -hmm. What would a divisional win, inching one game closer to a Super Bowl, which would take a win on Sunday against the defending AFC champs, the Bengals, mean for one Josh Allen? Kyle, you talk to him every week. Yeah, this is a tricky question because I think he would almost have you believe that it would mean nothing, that my goal is to win a Super Bowl. I don't care about winning wildcard rounds, divisional rounds. All it would mean is we're on to the next round, and he goes into that robot mode. I don't care if it's against the Bengals. I don't care if it's against the Chiefs. I don't care if it's against the Houston Texans. I just want to win the whole damn Super Bowl. This guy already has his speech planned. He has for years. If they win the Super Bowl, he won't disclose what he's going right? to say, but he has the whole speech planned. He's he says, I've had it for a long time. He has a special bottle of bourbon in his bar at home that he's saving for after they win the Super Bowl. I don't, it's not, there's no bourbon or speech for the divisional round, for wild card round. He is a cyborg about that stuff. However, I do think, it, when I started talking to him at the beginning of the season, I had this icebreaker where I set the table and I'm like, so instead of just trying to find out what are the topics you don't like, tell me what topics we should just avoid. Let's just get it over. Lay it on the table right now. He's like, oh, you know, I don't have too many bugaboos. And I'm like, oh, come on, you gotta have something. He goes, well, you know, 
the overtime thing and the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah I think I think we're good on that. I think that's a thing. Was that just fresh though when you asked them, or is that like no, it was nine months later? Mm-hmm. This is in September. Mm-hmm. And so I do think in the back of his mind, he doesn't want to talk about it. I think there is a vendetta that needs to be settled with Kansas City. Ooh, you got me fired up. I really do. And that's that's maybe a next week conversation. Maybe. I think this would be a means to get to that, though. I think he is Super Bowl, Super Bowl. I don't care who we have to go through. I think he does a little bit. And I think he's had to hear about it for years, that the Chiefs always beat him and Mahomes always beat him and coin toss and overtime. I think he wants that one. And I don't think he's going to say it out loud because he's going to give us all what we want. I think beating the Bengals this week, all it would mean to him was a ticket to place the Chiefs and their destiny, if the Chiefs win, and beat them. We'll get to that next week, but I think that's what it means to him. I really do. Chiefs, Bills, in Atlanta. <laughs> Just like we all thought. As we all drew it up. We'll see. Um, Maybe so it'll be Jacksonville versus Cincinnati. It very well could. You know? It very well could. Um, I don't want to go down this road of what if they don't win, but what if they don't win? <laughs> this season has been such an amazing wild ride for the Buffalo Bills. And we have documented what this team has been through, starting with, you know, this summer with some health issues for one of the owners, going right through the passing of Dawson Knox's his brother, a sudden passing, going through the, the various weather events, then going through the DeMar Hamlin situation. Could it all be over mm-hmm. Sunday, 6 o'clock? Could it all be done? And then you look at Josh, and you're like, if it ends right here, you look at Josh's career, and it's been on this meteoric rise, are we hitting this plateau where it's like, okay, going up, 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 this year, what was that year? You go to the AFC Championship game two years ago, you lose, but you play valiantly. Last year, play incredible, losing the AFC Divisional round. Losing the AFC Divisional round again this year. Now you're getting into year five, six, seven of your career, and yet you don't have that Super Bowl berth yet. This feels like a Bills Super Bowl season. If they don't make it to the AFC Championship game, guys, I looked it up. There are only three Hall of Famers in Canton who played quarterback who never played in a Super Bowl. Warren Mm. Moon, Dan Fouts, Sonny Jurgensen. Those are great quarterbacks. They've got the jackets. They're just the same as as the Bradshaws, Mm -hmm. the Mannings, Mm -hmm. the Aikmans, all those guys. Mm -hmm. And yet, I'd like to think Josh Allen is going to be considered in that latter category as opposed to the, hey, remember Warren Moon? He threw for a lot of yards. And Dan Fouts, they lit it up. Josh Allen needs this one. He needs the next one. And gosh, Josh Allen needs to get to that Super Bowl for his legacy to be on the same tier as some other guy. He's so young. He'll get there, we think. But has there ever been a better Bills season story and team than this one? To hey, me, there's no guarantee he'll get there. He there's might too not. many good quarterbacks. He's a loaded AFC. Look, Herbert's coming. Lawrence is coming. They're all coming. Yeah, I saw a stat that he's one of the older quarterbacks left in the playoffs, and he's 26. I know. There's guys who are young, and they're not going anywhere. I just think there is a way that we walk in Monday morning, and this Bills season's mm. done, and it's like, all right, on to Bengals, Chiefs. Here we go, uh-huh. rematch. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. gosh, that's where it ended? I don't know. I yeah. feel more of what if he doesn't win than what if he does I win. And it, that's, that's scary. It, I hear you. It goes down a, you don't want to go there. Because you love Josh and you love this Bill's story, but it's very possible. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 